This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis with another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message we call the Old Trailblazer broadcast. We've been here a long, long time. Pastor L.R. Shelton was the founder and the pastor here for many, many years, and he uh, come up with this little broadcast many years ago until he just run out of time with so much business, church business, so he kind of dropped it off, and after I became the pastor along that time, the Lord just led me to pick it up and go forward with it. He's been going on to glory for many, many years. But we have his script and a lot of his writings, and we glean from those and bring them to you because you, many folks have not heard him. He's been gone a long time. But this is the old old Trailblazer broadcast. We hear each morning, I think it's mostly morning. At this same time, if it's not morning, it'll be a different time. You can call the radio station and ask them what time it comes on or call me. I'll be glad to tell you. But we're bringing you this study on uh, the soon coming, I call it, the coming of the Antichrist or the soon coming of the Antichrist. And we were there in our last study going over those things. But uh, today I want to start off with this. That I've been asked many, many times, uh, folks want to ask me, Pastor, what are you going to do with the scripture in Mark 16, 17, and 18? These are the, let me read it for you. These are, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Now, you ask, Pastor, what are you going to do with that? Is that Bible? Exactly, you ask. Listen, is that Bible? Exactly so. That's the Word of God. Even if the Revised Standard Version, the RSV Bible, left it out. Yes, my friend, I'm going to leave those gracious words right there in the Word of God. The individual who is born of God's Spirit, washed in His blood, filled with, the, filled with His Spirit, wakes, walks in His will and testifies, witnesses and labors in the Holy Breath, listen, in the Holy Spirit. And these signs will follow him. Now, hold your breath. Hold your breath, folks. Hold your breath. You who are orthodox, I'm not going off on a tangent. Listen, these signs shall follow him, them. I want you to notice the expression, these signs shall, shall follow him. And uh, let, me, let me turn my page here just a moment. Give me a minute. And they do not go before him or them, they follow them. Let me say again, they will, they will follow them. In the first place, such an individual will not put the emphasis upon the signs of manifestation. He will put emphasis on blood redemption in Christ. Let me ask you this. You sitting there listening to me, maybe you're just trying to find something to criticize me for. I hope not because my heart is big as a pumpkin at this time. I want to see folks saved. But let me ask you, are you saved? Can you go back to the time and the place when the Lord opened your heart and let you see that you were a sinner and needed to be saved? Can you do that? Most most people, the individuals that tell me they know the Lord can tell me. Uh, not exactly, not the day, the hour, none of those things. But as the time came, like on myself, I was, I was a young guy, not too old, and I made a little old decision for a little for God or for Jesus in a little old small church. And the preacher told me I was saved. I didn't know more about religion than a hog does a side saddle. 
But the Lord didn't leave me there. I was, I was, like I said, young and ignorant. Later on, a couple of three, four months later, a friend of mine, dear friend of mine, invited me to go hear Pastor Shelton under an old gospel tent out here in the country where I live. And we went, my wife and I went on Sunday afternoon. The, the, the tent was spread out. It was a pretty big old tent. Had them old wooden benches in it with no backs on them. You had to sit up. But you wasn't a parking place within a half a mile, it seemed like. But Pastor, I met Pastor Shelton, first time I'd ever met him. I had heard him on the radio a little bit earlier, and I knew that he was uh, knew what he was talking about. But I went there wanting to know the truth. I was happy with I, where I was, but somebody had invited me to go. So I went. But not that night or that evening or maybe the next few, he came there for six weeks. Stayed there from Sunday night through Friday night and go home on Sunday morning and preach down there in New Orleans. But I, over that time, I went several times. And, and, and by the grace of God, surely by the grace of God, the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, began to deal with my heart. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, it means to probe your heart. Are you saved, Pastor? Are you saved, Pendarvis? Pendarvis, did you get to Christ? And I knew I hadn't, but that uh, up until then, I never had thought about it because I didn't know revelations from Genesis, none of those things. I was not a religious person. But listen, listen, that's what happens when the Lord saves a sinner. It's not making a decision for Jesus. But listen, listen, let's, let's go back. In the first place, the individual will not put the emphasis upon the signs and manifestation. He'll put the emphasis on blood redemption, as I said. These signs do not go before him, and he will be taken up with him, and he will not be taken up with them. These signs, these signs will follow him. They follow blood redemption in Christ. Second, these signs do not convince or reprove a sinner of sin. Only the Holy Spirit will convict a sinner of sin and lead him to Christ. Thirdly, these signs are not the manifestation of the power <coughs> of a person's ministry. They follow the Holy Spirit conviction. They follow the ministry of a man who preaches under the power of God's Holy Spirit. They follow the ministry here, but they follow Holy Spirit conviction. We're having folks healed here. Yes, yes, we're having demons cast out of individuals. They follow the, our ministry. These signs always follow wherever Holy Spirit conviction comes. But the emphasis is not on the manifestation, but always on blood redemption. Now, let's keep the horse before the, before the cart. You fellas go around here always bragging on signs and healings and miracles and so on. You've got the cart before the horse. You have perverted God's plan, and that shows that, he, that it is satanic to the core. The greatest manifestation of the power of God is a sinner being awakened to his lost condition and made to cry out for mercy. The individual who prays and labors and preaches and watches for manifestation is standing on dangerous ground because in the first place, it shows that he's being led in the wrong direction and he's being deceived by these lying wonders of Satan. And the average preacher today knows nothing about Holy Spirit conviction. Not a thing. I have folks write me, call me from all over America. Pastor Pendarvis, what do you mean by Holy Spirit conviction? What do you mean by being awakened? I've never heard of such a thing. I have people up in 80 and 90 years old write to me and tell me that, ask me that. And I begin to tell them how the Lord saves a sinner, verse by 
awakening. First of all, that man is a sinner by nature. Comes into this world a sinner from from Satan's uh, born of Satan in the lap of Satan, telling, giving out lies as soon as he be born. But he doesn't know it. Of course, he doesn't know it. But listen, listen. Let us say again: these signs come after the man is filled with the Holy Spirit and preaches the Holy preaches for Holy Spirit conviction in the hearts of sinners. Now. You misunderstand. You often misunderstand me. Listen, if you don't believe what I'm talking about, you visit here at the First Baptist Church in your town, and see for yourself. If you're not saved, God will shake the socks off of you, and you will do one or two things: either turn on the messenger myself and beat it to the briar patch like a cottontail, or break down and start asking the Lord for mercy, brother. Whoever God moves a heart, whenever, wherever. God moves a poor heart. It comes under Holy Spirit conviction and is brought to Christ. The greatest miracle it has ever wrought is a new birth. I often tell folks that. Now, let me say again, signs do not lead sinners to Christ. And I often make the statement here in our message here. We are here every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I often say, folks, the greatest miracle that ever is made or happened is to, for a poor sinner to be awakened to his lost condition and brought to see Christ as he, his only hope. Did you know Christ is your only hope? I ask folks, what is their hope? They say their 401K or their IRA or their uh, bank account or, or their uh, rental property in Florida. All, I've heard all kind of things, my friend. I remember one Saturday afternoon <clears throat> at five minutes after five, we had a long-distance telephone call from a sanitarian up in Shreveport, Louisiana. A mother who had been uh, in a car wreck with her daughter said, my daughter's back is broken, and she's uh, in a hospital. The doctor has just reported that there's no chance for her to live. She's lying lost, lost and going to hell, Pastor. Will you please pray for her? Surely, surely. This was a call that came to Pastor Shelton back there many years ago. I remember him telling it. I remembered that this mother and daughter had left New Orleans en route to Shreveport, and before they left, the daughter had said to me, Pastor, I'm lost. I want to be saved. I want you to pray for me. En route up there, a tire blew out, and the car left the highway. And the daughter was pulled out of the wreckage with a broken and bruised. And there she was in the hospital, dying, according to the doctor's report. Lost and going to hell. I turned to the folks and said, Satan can't kill that girl. Let's take her to the throne of God's grace with bowed heads and humble hearts. We brought that young woman before the throne of God's grace on the basis of the shed blood made our pleas for her recovery. When the prayer was ended, I said to the folks, she live. God answers prayer. I wasn't long. It wasn't long before we had another call stating, the doctor is amazed and said she will live. That young woman today has finished her training, and is nursing, working in the hospitals. Oh, my friend, can't you see that the Lord answers prayer? It's not this, not where they bring uh, ambulances to the tent and back up to the people crippled and all. That's all Satan stuff, my friend. Don't ever be caught up in that. My friend, that sign, though divinely given in the healing of this daughter, did not lead that lost mother to Christ. Let me say again, signs do not lead. Signs do not lead sinners to Christ. No, months later, 
after the preaching of the gospel, the Holy Spirit opened that mother's heart and brought her down to the place of repentance toward God and faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ. It was there, it was the convicting power of the Holy Spirit that brought that woman to Christ, not a sign. Although there was a miracle wrought in healing, yes, divine healing, it was the Holy Spirit who brought that woman to Christ. Now listen, folks, we'll be back in next study. But let me, let me just say here, I'd like to hear from you. We know that these messages, this ministry, is a, is a, folks don't flock to it. It's not popular. We're not popular. But who was popular? I don't believe uh, uh, John, uh, uh, John the Baptist was popular. Do you know? No, do you? No, he got his head cut off for pointing his finger at old Herod and saying, you can't have yet. You can't have your brother's wife. And, and Herod sent for the chopper and called him in and chopped his head off. But we don't, we don't compromise with, with, the, with the message, my friend. We ask you, are you saved? Have you been, have you been washed in the blood? And what is your hope of salvation, you say? Oh, and more, not, not your 401K. That'll be in hell with you, my friend. But listen, the old trailblazer is going to be true to your soul if it takes the hide off. That's what my dad used to tell me when we'd do something bad. My brother and me, he'd, he'd take the hide off. But we needed it, just like you need it if you're not right. Well, you need to listen, my friend. The thrust of our ministry here is warning sinners to flee from the wrath of God. The Lord is merciful. He says he waits to be gracious. Oh, my friend, if you'd read that verse. He waits to be gracious, long-suffering. But I wish you would write me. My mailing address is the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my phone number here is air code 225-664-8658. And I would like to hear, I'm always here early in the morning about 6.30. Brother Fred and I drink and coffee and eat a biscuit. And we get, I mean, I get several calls every once in a, once a month. I mean, once a week I get a call from while we're eating, drinking coffee. But I'm always happy to do that. One lady told me, said, you mean I can talk to the pastor? And then all them, all them layers of bureaucracy? No, no, we're just an old sinner saved by grace. Remember, I'm ailing address. Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye, and God bless you, my folks.